Housing to the Aged Action Group, Hague for short, a housing group for older people run by older people. Present Raise the Roof! We advocate for secure, affordable and appropriate housing. So listen up on the second and fourth Wednesday of the month at 5.30pm on 3CR 855 on your AM dial. Welcome to Raise the Roof, Housing for the Age Action Group's show about older people and housing issues. My name's Fiona and today we are focusing on the hard lockdown which is being enforced on nine public housing estates across Flemington and North Melbourne as of Saturday. Um, we were really shocked to see this um, happen to many of the people that we've housed in two of the older person's high-rise units in Melbourne. Um, we were really shocked to see the number of police which have been um, sent into those estates without warning to enforce the lockdown. We think it shows a mistrust of the residents um, and that it stigmatises already stigmatised public housing tenants, lots of whom don't have English as their first language. We think that it could have been handled a lot better um, obviously, there is health considerations that need to be taken into account, but we are supporting the residents um, who are calling for the same lockdown restrictions as are in other areas um, so that they can still leave the home for work and education and for exercise and for shopping. We're also supporting the residents in their call to have the 500 police that are there um, withdrawn from the public housing estates and that they use that they better use the community um, and community liaison people to be able to get the message across. Of course there's been concerns from public housing tenants for a long time um, about the need for infection control measures in public housing, particularly in older persons' public housing. There needs to be more regular disinfecting and cleaning, and we think there also needs to be a better distribution of personal protective equipment to residents. Um, so, yeah, with those shocking pieces of news and the news just recently that the whole of Melbourne has gone back into lockdown, um, we thought it would be timely for um, us to reach out to some of our housing support workers who have been um, contacting all of our clients and our members that are living in hard lockdown to see how they're faring. So we have three housing support workers that I interviewed on Tuesday um, and we're going to hear from them now. So one of the advantages of not recording in a studio and work recording remotely is that we can have more than one person at a time to interview. So I'm very lucky to be joined today by some of our housing support team who are gonna be giving us a bit of um, information about what it's been like supporting residents who are in hard lockdown at the moment. So just to recap, there's at, we're recording this on Tuesday and at the moment there's nine public housing towers, estates, who, which are in hard lockdown, which means no one can go in and no one can come out. And two of those are older persons high rises. 
we've housed about 50 or so clients in these um, estates over the last few years and we've spent the last couple of days contacting them all to make sure they're okay. Um, so first of all, I'd like to introduce Darwin Cheng, who's one of our housing support workers. How are you going, Darwin? Yeah, good. Thank you, Fiona. Thank you, um, everyone who is listening uh, today. Yeah, so I've spoken to uh, seven clients who, you know, lives in um, to to the you know over fifty-five um, public housing building um, in Merrill Street and Pamper Street. Um, most of the clients that I got in those buildings are, you know, the Mandarin-speaking clients. Um, apparently, you know, like they, because of the English, uh, they, they don't speak English. Um, the language barrier. Um, yeah, so they were pretty shocked at the, you know, in the beginning. But um, yeah, but they have like this, uh, you know, the WeChat group you know where they you know they receive like the chinese news like it's, it's a social media you know they, so they use that as a source you know to to understand you know what actually happened and you know to get information um so yeah they they know this is about the the virus and they are quite understanding about you know about the lockdown and they they believe it is uh yeah, it is uh, necessary, you know, if it's, you know, if they got uh, people infected in the building, you know, do you have to lock the whole building down? And so, um, so quite understanding uh, about the situation and, um, and because, you know, the, 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 the lock, this similar lockdown is also, you know, what they did in China. So they are quite, uh, you know, they quite understand, you know, oh, why why this is you know uh why the government has to do it um yeah so they are they're quite understanding about it um, and they are thankful for the support from the government and you know uh to extend the rent and you know um and also you know the the extra payment you know uh, because of the lockdown they very appreciate that and also there's some people they are feeling very frustrated um and um disappointed uh, because of the lack of the communication between uh, from the from the department um, and yeah and also um, uh, they are feeling stuck uh, because um, most of us um, most of you may 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 know um, you know the public housing property is not it's not that big you know it's a one bedroom property um, and some of them are living in like a bed seat, like a studio apartment. So it's very t uh, tiny, tiny little space for them, you know, uh, for them to live. Um, and if you have to, you know, uh, stuck in there for, for, for two weeks and it is, uh, yeah, um, very hard for the people who lives in there. Um, and yeah, there's, uh, also, uh, there's a lack of information about how how could they get help in the beginning. You know, um, the government uh, uh, gave the, the people, you know, like the one eight one eight hundred number uh, for them to call as um, as a first as a you know the general contact. If you need any food or if you need any help, you can call that one eight hundred number. Um, but people. Um, not knowing about their number uh, and uh, 
those number uh you you can only get that you know they, they only get those number you know from the police you know when they when they try to you know um get help and there's no no staff from the in some of the building there's no staff from the department on site so if they are if they need uh something you know they they don't know where to find those people who could help so they ask the police and the police give them the give them the 1800 number and then they call the number and you know it was a long wait you know it could be like uh, half an hour you know or the, or you know two hours um and yeah and for those uh people non from non english speaking background they were they just keep hearing the music and you know and some someone is speaking in english and they don't know what is that about you know they were confused like oh is that the right number you know what you know why is it so long why it takes so long and no one answering my call um yeah so there's a lot of confusion um yeah but i think it is uh this thing is getting better uh you know now is the the fourth days uh from the lockdown um i think the government is starting to uh to provide uh you know more support in there um and we heard today that people starting to get uh fresh food um in those buildings um so yeah hopefully you know things will uh, yeah just uh, get get better thanks for that darwin um so neshe you've also been speaking to clients this is neshe who's another one of our housing support workers would you be able to tell us a little bit about what you've been hearing from your clients yeah hi i'm one of the outreach workers here as well and um i've got five clients that live in between the two older person's properties. So I've been calling all of them um, yesterday and today just to check in and see how they're doing since this lockdown on Saturday. And um, it seems like there are mixed feelings. Not everyone has the same um, outlook on this. I know that it, it's definitely been stressful across the board. I can um, say that for sure. I um, I had one client who only recently moved in. So it's been about two months and he, um, he was in particular quite stressed about what's happening. And he said he feels like he's in jail, um, that he, he had no idea what was going on. It just happened one afternoon and, um, you know, he'd heard loud voices on the loudspeakers and, people shouting phone numbers and what's happening. So initially I think he, he sounded um, more confused and frustrated about it on Monday. And then when I spoke to him again today on Tuesday, he seemed a bit more understanding about what's happening. But again, he uh, now feels unsafe there. Um, he's concerned about the spread and he's wishing to transfer out of the building. So, um, you know, he, he understands, he said that he understands it's for safety reasons and to, to ensure that people don't get sick. But um, I think with all the uh, police presence and everything, he said that he feels at high risk there of getting sick. So um, he was quite uncomfortable about it. And I also have another client who she's in her 90s, who also lives in the high rises 
and again recently very recently moved in only last weekend so um this is really new to her and she um you know she at first they hadn't updated her contact details since she'd moved in so they contacted me instead over the weekend and um, left a message on my phone explaining what's happening thinking that it was the client so when I got up on Monday morning and had that message it was really you know I was a bit concerned that she didn't know for a couple of days what was happening so um, you know I, I called her and you know she is a bit hard of hearing and phone calls she doesn't particularly understand sometimes what's going on so in liaising with her daughter and the client um, she she said that she's staying inside she understands what's happening now and um, had a couple of requests so we we then contacted the 1800 number and spoke with the hotline and um, asked them about um, getting some food for her because she hadn't had any food over the weekend. She had some leftover, but it wasn't enough to keep her going until, um, again, she wasn't sure and we're not sure how much longer this will go for, but to keep her going and some medication as well for her pain. Um, so that was on Monday morning and we hadn't heard anything. So she hadn't, or myself, nobody had called um, at all. So we called again, well, I called again on Monday afternoon and again made the same request for the client. And um, again, we hadn't heard until this morning, uh, which was the third time we called. And, you know, understandably, they said that they were quite busy, but attending to all the requests that had come through. So they were recording everything, making sure that it was all um it was all being seen to but they didn't have a time frame so i did hear today from them and they did contact me and said they wanted to make sure that um that we knew that it was being attended to and so she did get her medication today which was good news um, yeah so that was really nice to hear and i think in the beginning it seemed like there was a lot more confusion and there still is but um Again, I was just on the phone earlier to another client and while we we're on the phone, they knocked on the door and asked for her to be tested. So it seems like it's going ahead um, gradually, but they are testing everybody. Um, so yeah, there, there were quite some mixed feelings, but um, overall it seems like they were wanting to, to be safe. And so... Um, are you, were they non-English speaking background clients, Nesho, or were they English um, speaking? So the ones I spoke to were English speaking. I did have one client who was non-English speaking background and I called her and um, she, she was quite, again, seemed quite understanding about it and said she, she was already opting to stay inside anyway, even before this happened. So she said, um, there isn't very much I need. Again, I provided my number to, to call and request and I could contact the 1-800 hotline on her behalf, but she was really thankful. Um, she was really understanding of what's happening and preferred to stay inside. Yeah. yeah. Paola, um, I believe you've been speaking to some of your clients as well. This is Paola, another one of our outreach workers. Yes, hi Fiona, thanks for inviting us today. 
Uh, yes, as uh, Darwin and Niches said, uh, we were checking on our clients and, and I have a couple of clients when they are living in one of the oldest person's high rise. Uh, as Darwin and Niches said, there was a lot of confusion reported by them. Uh, they also reported that since the hard lockdown started without notice, they felt lots of fear because they didn't know what was happening on Saturday. And then they were also concerned about how to get access to, to the essential things that they were going to need during that time, food, medicines, and all the things that you can need at your place. So, so uh, yes, they, they reported that. They also reported that the only food that they got on, on Sunday um, was a, a box that was left in the hold with frozen food. Um, but they only got a message on the speaker at 10.30 p.m. that it was very late at night, so no many people could get access to this food. They, uh, I spoke to them today and they have informed me that the, everything has been improved since Saturday. In terms of the food, they got a box with a standard food and they got fresh food and they were happy of this. They prefer fresh food rather than frozen food. They got fruits, vegetables, meals, cereal, uh, rice, pasta, tuna, all that things. However, uh, one of my clients, were, uh, she was reporting to me that she has a special requirements in her diet. Uh, for instance, she needs to consume almond milk or coconut milk and she cannot consume a uh, full milk and even though that she reported this to the person that contacted her on the phone she uh, got like a standard box as everyone else with products that she cannot consume so it is also a concern so yes as as Nietzsche and Darwin were, were saying uh, there was like lots of fear uh, they were feeling like in jail. However, because of their age, they understand that everything is like a control and a way to protect everyone in the community and to avoid the spread of the virus. So it depends of everyone. Uh, from my experience, I could like with the clients, I can, I can see different positions. One of them were experiences that they were like uh, feeling in jail, but the other one was like feeling like thankful for the, for the measures that they were taking. So there are like two positions in this from what I could see. Well, yes, that is what I can say. And Paola, your clients are not English speakers either, are they? They're, they're Spanish speakers, is that right? Yes, that's correct. Yeah. One of the other things that, for instance, happened on Saturday was that when my client was going out, she was said that uh, they were in detention. And detention is a very hard work, and it is quite similar to a word in Spanish that it means that they have made something wrong and they are in detention because something that they did illegally. So, so it, 
impacted in her emotionally because she didn't know what was exactly happening to to them yeah and and darwin i believe that your clients were pretty shocked with that as well and and they were also concerned about the food that they were getting making to get the culturally appropriate food is is that right yeah oh. that's right um like the, the yeah like the what you know um from from the food bank you know they uh oh, like pasta uh you, you won't see in chinese meal right so yeah so it is uh just uh, not suitable for them uh, because even you give it to them, they don't know how to cook it. So that's the thing. Um, so uh, yeah, so they would like to have some maybe fresh, uh, fresh vegetable like meat, uh, you know, fish if possible. You know, they they want to cook it themselves. Um, so yeah, so hopefully you know it, um, we are waiting to see you know if there's. Um, more charity will provide some more like cultural appropriate food like if they got like a dumpling you know like frozen dumpling um you know things like that then um people will be uh you know will be more happy and and i believe they were also concerned about not being able to exercise outside is 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 that fair to say as well that just being stuck um in those little units or a problem if you need if you're normally getting outside out and about into the fresh air um, did any of your clients report feeling that they needed to get outside? Yes, that's that's correct, Fiona. One of my clients, she is used to go outside to do exercises and she loves to walk and she has already like a routine um, because she's in her, in her 60s. Um, she has access to a mobile phone the occupational therapist from the building the uh, in mediation with the coordinator they uh, organize for her like an app in her mobile phone to do like some exercises at home but however i understand that it is a limitation for other people that they don't have like this resource on in their phones so yeah not sure how it can happen with other people so would would it be yeah. fair to say that um, that in the very beginning, in the first couple of days, things were fairly chaotic and the information wasn't getting through, but things are starting to settle down now. Um, but maybe, um, uh, do you think that your clients are aware that there's going to be someone door knocking, doing testing on them? Or do you think that's going to come as a shock when someone comes to test them as well? Yeah, I think they, I, um, they all know that. Yeah. yeah. Um, they 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 they're waiting, you know, for uh, you know uh, to be tested uh, because they know, you know, uh, the soon everyone is tested, you know, maybe the sooner they will be released. Um, so yeah, so there's they're yeah they 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 want to be tested and they are they are waiting now. Yeah. Mm. Nisha, did you have something um, to add to that? Yeah, I was just saying I had a few clients saying that they were looking out the window and um, looking downstairs to see what's going on, of course, and um, expecting to be tested and, and waiting to see who it was that was coming to approach them at their door. So I think it's taken a little bit longer to be tested than they thought. Um, I think they were expecting it to be a bit sooner, but it, it is definitely happening. And I think they're, they're happier that they're getting tested and it to them it means that they'll be out sooner, the sooner they're tested. So 
yeah. uh, looking forward to it and expecting it, definitely. One of the things that we were told in March um, was that the older person's high-rises were having extra cleaning um, of lifts and of communal areas and that they were having staff by um, down the bottom to be able to explain to people about the virus and about hand washing and social distancing and things like that. Has any of your clients mentioned that they've seen any increased cleaning from the department or has there been any increased support staff on the ground that not just over the last few days, but over the last few months? Mm, I, I can speak for some of the high rises that I was at, um, not the ones that are locked down at the moment, but other ones I have been to. Um, there was one in, um, in the Brunswick area that I know had security staff downstairs and they had, I noticed as well, the, the hand sanitizing um, stations as well. So uh, I saw that happen in that one in particular. Again, it was something that I noticed after coronavirus had come up, but it was, it was um, during the daytime. So it wasn't all the way into the night. That's yep. just what I noticed at one of them. Yeah. Yeah, in my case, they did not report. Uh, it was not information that we talk about it at this time during these two days. However, they uh, they expressed the the need of having hands up because I need to wash my hands like every time, and I don't have at the moment, and I am very worried about it. So yes. Yeah. What about you, yeah. Darwin? Have you heard any any uh, information? No, they no, they didn't mention about. Uh, you know the the cleaning as well. Um, but I spoke with one client. Um, she did say um, the the Salvation Army down in, on the ground floor in Merrill Street. Um, they did help her with uh, with uh, you know to some shopping, like to provide some essential items once a week uh, during the the lockdown um, in March and April. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so that is something that they did. Um, yeah, to her. Yeah, um, I might just want to add that. Uh, yeah, there's like some confusion about you know whether uh, they are allowed to leave the their door. Um, so we we talk about um, whether they are <clears throat> whether they are allowed to use the communal laundry, um, for example. Um, yeah, because. Um, they they were told that you know they were discouraged to interact with other tenants in there. But um, the communal laundry, for example, you know some people they don't have washing machine in their place and they have to assess that. Um, and yeah, so there's no uh, clear answer whether you know that is okay to do that or and it might you know post uh, greater for 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 them as well. You know if people has to share the communal laundry. Yeah, for sure. Again, badly communicated, especially yeah. with English speaking background clients. Um, do, you, do either you, Paola or Nesha, have anything to add? Yes, I would like just like to make a request to those who are coordinating everything in, in these places, just to uh, try to put themselves in their shoes and see what will you need in these cases and how you will feel to be able to contact them more continually and 
and see what are the essentials that they really need and not see them like as a general pattern, not just to say like standard boxes, but just see everyone as an individual because that's what we really need. In the case of old people, everyone needs a special requirement because of the age. They need special medicines, special food, and it cannot be seen as a general. So it is a request. Thanks, Paola. Neshe? Mm -hmm. um, I agree definitely with Paola. And I'd just like to say again, ideally, I think we would have all, including the clients that I spoke to, would have liked to seen this go a bit smoother. Um, just the, yeah, this year, I think police presence has been very intimidating and um, just the, the fear that it's created without any notification. Uh, so I think it's, it's more shock, but um, it's good to see that with more education and, and understanding that the residents are more um, understand exactly what's going on rather than the fear from the beginning. So, um, yeah, in the ideal world, this would have gone better. So hopefully um, they don't have to experience this again and, and they can feel safe living in their own home. Mm. And I'd also like to say thank you to all of you guys and the rest of the housing support staff at HAG for going the extra mile for all of your clients. Um, a lot of them we haven't been in touch with for a bit because we housed them a couple of years ago. So it's really great to know that HAG continues to support older people even after they've been safely housed. So thank you for all of your work over the last few weeks. Thanks to you for inviting us, Fiona. Thank, thank, <laughs> thank you. Thank you for having me. Bye. You're listening to 3CR Community Radio, 855am. Visit the 3CR website at 3cr.org.au forward slash podcast to hear the most recent recording from each show or 3cr.org.au forward slash streaming to listen live.